Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 63. Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flip Masters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hey everyone, welcome to another great episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. We have what I'm going to say is a bad boy, and I don't usually say bad words, but can I say badass kind of guy? He is like an intense dude out of Texas that is my guest today, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. He is an amazing speaker. I've seen him present at conferences and I'm super impressed with him. And we're really fortunate today to have the fabulous Ryan Stuman with us. Welcome, Ryan. What's going on, Holly? I'm excited to be here. Talk real estate. Everybody always wants me to talk sales and marketing, but we get to talk a little real estate stuff today. That's my wheelhouse. That's what I like. A little passionate about that. So I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm really excited to have you. So why don't you start by giving us um, a little background about yourself and a little bit of your life story. Cool. Well, so I've never had a salaried or a hourly paying job my entire life. Right? I've been on commission only since I was 13 years old. And uh, I started off selling car washes. And at the car wash, sometimes we would wash like a thousand cars in a day, which meant I got a thousand opportunities to tell somebody, hey, instead of a $10 wash, maybe you should buy this $15 one, right? I had this little pitch down that I had worked on over the years. But, you know, we would wash sometimes... 5,000, 6,000 cars every single month. And I was there every day of the week and didn't take six days, always worked. Even uh, I dropped out of school when I was like 17 and still went to work to car wash like full time. And and so uh, I got a lot of opportunity to like learn to face-to-face sell people. Well, one of the customers at the car wash in 2002 offered me a job in the mortgage business. And uh, I took her up on the job. I mean, because mortgages sounded a hell of a lot better than car washes. And especially in Texas, where I live, which it's very hot in the summer. And, uh, and so I took her up and within, you know, uh, about three weeks, I'd made $6,500 or so. Within a couple of months, I'd made about $21,000. And within 60 days, let's say I'm making twenty one grand. That, I used to have to work a half a year for that selling car washes. And so I was like hooked. And within six months, I became the top producer and, and went on to start flipping houses and uh, got in trouble with the, uh, the federal government because I had some guns. You know, Texas in guns, kind of like weed in Colorado. Like you can have marijuana in Colorado. And if you run them to a police officer, they're like, oh, hey, man, you know, don't smoke that here. Be cool. Right. And it's no big deal. But if you run into a DEA agent, like you can find yourself in trouble, you know, and cause it's still illegal by the feds. Well, there was some, and, the, and you don't get notices when laws get passed or whatever. And I'm not making excuses, but somewhere along the line, the Clintons passed some bill that like banned certain weapons and high capacity clips. I had one, wasn't cool. The, the ATF, uh, like the, I beat the state case and the ATF picked it up. It was a freaking nightmare. I ended up doing 15 months in prison, uh, for firearms. And, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it is what it is. And so uh, when I got out, I got back, I did 15 months, got back into uh, the mortgage game, became one of the top producers in the entire country in 2009, like a a terrible year to be in that business. I originated 183 loans and closed almost $40 million worth of of transactions. Just me, no team, no bunch of helpers, just me. And uh, in 2010, the following year, right as I'm riding this, this, you know, $300,000 year, this high and everything else, 
then Obama passed this law that was called the Dodd-Frank Act. And he signed it in and they made it to where since I had a federal charge, they wouldn't give me a federal license. And I lost my, the only job I had ever known. And like literally I spent 15 months in prison dreaming about this job and how one day I was going to get out and prove the world that, that, you know, I'm not a bad person that I'm going to own the bank one day. It was just like within the swipe of one signature, it was all gone and I didn't know what to do. And so, you know, like most salespeople, you're making a lot of money, you drive nice cars, you live in a nice house, you, you know, you're going on vacations and stuff. I didn't plan on this ending. It was like a blindside thing to me. And so, uh, I went to go meet with a real estate friend of mine. And he introduced me to the world of internet marketing. And so I, I, I thought, you know what, here's something where I don't have a boss, there's no governing license, and I'm totally in control of my future. I don't know what the hell to sell. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, it sounds awesome, but what am I supposed to sell? And, you know, first thing that we came up with was, you know, they wanted me to help. It was the real estate agent's idea. He's like, why don't you help loan officers do what you did? You did some pretty miraculous stuff in the mortgage business. Why don't you show others how to do that? And so I, I went down that path long before there was a lot of coaches and stuff in that industry and, you know, slowly but surely had some success. And now if you flash forward seven years, you know, our company will do, you know, five or $6 million this year. We work with celebrities. We're friends with guys you see on TV all the time. We do social media coaching for some of the top people on the internet. Uh, I have a real estate portfolio. I completely have turned my life or, well, obviously my life wasn't turned in the wrong direction anyway. It was a complete mistake, but I've obviously turned that into something that I'm not ashamed of and something I haven't let hold me back. And now I own six companies and I'm regularly featured in Forbes and I have a few best selling books. So it's like, it's crazy to think what you can do when you just get rid of your excuses and, and you make stuff happen. D despite the odds going to prison and losing your license, then not sure what to do. And then, you know, but it all worked out because here I am. Here we are. I'm on your podcast. I must have done something right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. And people always love to hear about, you know, some of the, the personal parts. And I know before we hit the record button, you were telling me about your kids. Tell us about your kids, your family. <laughs> yeah, so I'm married and uh, I've been married before. My last wife left me in uh, prison. That wasn't very cool. That's a whole other story for another podcast. But remarried, got three kids, uh, all little boys. And uh, which is good for me because I, I don't do well with feelings. <laughs> and so and so having boys is like, it suits me well. And uh, my little boys are six, five and four months old. And, uh, and so you know, I take them surfing, everything. We have good times. Like uh, just, they have four wheelers. So Saturday I took them out to the country and let them race four wheelers and stuff like that. Those spoiled kids, little five-year-old riding four wheelers. Like who does that? Real four wheelers too, like gas powered four wheelers, but they're pretty good at it. Awesome. Okay. So I have a little question for you. Is either the five or the six year old already showing um, talents at being good at sales like you? Oh yeah. They don't take no for an answer. Their mom's in sales too. So uh, yeah, so they're, they're, uh, yeah, they're special kids. They're, they can be highly annoying, you know, and I don't want to quell that from, but at the same time they can be highly annoying. But my oldest, the six year old, he's, he's the, the slickest of them um, because He'll like if the other one gets in trouble, he'll try to sell you on letting the other one out of trouble and stuff like that. He's he's a character. Wow, he's a character. takes he likes after you a little. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always um 
find it interesting when my kids have flipped something around on me that I've taught them. I'm like, dang, they, they paid attention or they're getting yeah. good at negotiating. And my little, um, I shouldn't say little, my 15 year old who's now six feet tall, he gets in trouble for talking in school sometimes. And my whole secret to success for me has been networking. And I'm like, honey, you need to respect the teacher. If they tell you stop talking, don't talk. But that skill of talking to people is going to make you millions of dollars one day. So I'm okay with it, but try to stay out of trouble. You know, it's like, yeah. you can't, you can't um, squelch those, those tendencies. Anyway. Okay. Back on track. I just love to hear about people's kids and you know, our listeners have families and kids and they love to hear about how the kids are taken after the parents and learning from the parents. So that's awesome. I'm excited for your kids. Cool dad they have. Well, um, tell us about like what you're doing now, and um, especially this two-part strategy you were telling me about too. So today, right before we got on this uh, podcast to record, I was at the bank getting money order or getting I keep saying money orders, getting cashier's checks so I can go to the auction tomorrow. And so I'll explain to the listeners kind of how what I what part of what I do. I have two real estate companies, but one of our strategies that we follow here is. And the thing is about going to the auction, you either got to carry cash, which that would be a nightmare to count. You know, we're in Texas, so can, can even though I got a gun charge, like my friends don't, so it's easy to be protected and go with somebody with concealed carry or whatever. And uh, But I, who really wants to carry cash? It just takes too long to count. So go and get cashier's checks. And what I did was I got $200,000. And so I got like a $100,000 cashier's check, four $20,000 cashier's check, one ten and two fives, just as if you were cashing 200 bucks, right? Or cashing a hundred bucks rather. And so what I'm going to do is go there tomorrow and I've got a list of properties from a foreclosure listing service, uh, a verifiable one. And what happens is in Texas, the rules are a little different than most places. Since we're a homestead uh, state, we only foreclose the first Tuesday of every month. So there's only one day. So like everybody tonight, as they go to sleep, they're like, oh shit, are we going to lose our house tomorrow? But then they wake up tomorrow and find out their house hasn't gone to the auction. It's like, we got another month, right? <laughs> Whereas people in California, they don't, it's like a day-to-day -day thing, right? Uh, but they only do it one day and they have the auction on the steps of the county courthouse. And so what I'll do is go down there with four of my friends so that they can bid too, so that we don't lose. And so I go down there with four of my friends in the event that we do lose and we don't get a house because let's say we get outbid or somebody offers a price that's too outrageous or whatever the case may be, then I still have that list and the properties that didn't get sold and the properties that didn't go to foreclosure still are in pre-foreclosure, right? They were still posted at one point. So then I'll send my sales guys out to knock on those doors or to find them on social media and make them an offer. Let's say they owe a hundred grand on their home and their homes were 200 grand and they fell on bad times and they don't know what to do. I'll offer them 120 for their home. You know, they can leave with $20,000. I can pay the bank off. I can take over the note and I can do this with cash money in a matter of, you know, an hour or two, like if they want to move right then. So what I typically do is I say, you know, Hey, you're going to lose your house. And you don't have time for somebody to get a loan. And this place is a shithole, right? It is, right? And so what you've got to do is you need somebody like me who's got the cash to come in here, buy you out, and fix this place up and sell it, and then wait the three or four months that it might take to sell your home here. The meanwhile, you're going to be in foreclosure by that time. You're going to lose all this equity. Let's do this. Here's what I'll do. i give you $120,000 for your property. And that means that I'll pay off the hundred thousand dollars that you lean plus that you owe plus probably whatever your back taxes are. And then you got $20,000 to go start a new life again. Also, I'm gonna let you live here for another 45 days. 
So in at the end of so that gives you time to figure out what you're gonna do with your twenty grand, pay off your credit cards, pay off the car, lease a place, put it down on another house, whatever you're gonna do. That gives you forty five days to make decisions. So you ain't gotta be out of here the first Tuesday of next month. And so at that point, that's kind of like what I call an irresistible offer. It's right. It's like how to avoid foreclosure without losing all the equity in your home and being stranded on the streets. Right. That's basically what I'm telling them is that, Hey, I'm going to give you a good amount of cash walking money. And then I'm going to also give you some time here in this, uh, in this house to where you can get your stuff together. Now that you know where your future lies. So what, how much or what percent, I don't know how you want to answer this, but how many homes do you buy auction versus how many do you buy with that um, second strategy, having a sales guy go out and make that irresistible offer? Well, most of the time I go uh, and just make the irresistible offer to them. So I haven't done too many auctions. This is my second one actually. Oh. And, um, but so, but I'm really going there to see which houses sold and stuff like that too. That's important. And the thing is, it's not a percentage. Like I said, if, if here's where I think a lot of wholesalers or investors or flippers get in trouble is they go in there with this like car guy mentality, right? They're like, I'm going to negotiate this person down to the lowest price possible. And then the people figure out how much money you're making off of it. And everybody gets mad and they back out of contracts and they don't show up at the sign and tape. We've all had it happen to it. You know what I mean? And, and it's just greed, right? Like if, if somebody's already got the equity in their house, man, and, and you're about to profit from them. Don't you think, despite the fact that they may be, you know, in our case, a lot of white trash around here, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people did like are hoarders and stuff like that. It's like, you know, it, despite the fact that they may have made some mistakes and be a deadbeat and stuff like that, you're still about to profit from another human's mistakes. So the least you can do is try to set them up for success in the future, I think. You know, and I think that that's just like karma. You, know, you say I'm a, a badass or tough guy or whatever, but I really think that's like karmatic points, right? Like, most people would go, well, we're going to give you $1,000 to move out of here. But if I give you 20, guess what you're going to do? Everything I tell you to because you want your hands on 20 grand. These people are broke as shit, right? And I, but $1,000 don't solve their problem. You know right. what I mean? $1,000 doesn't even move their house. But 20 solves a lot of problems. 10 solves a lot of problems. Most people don't have $10,000 in their bank account. You offer somebody 10 grand, that's life-changing money for most people. Oh, yeah. I mean, to them, that's like winning the lottery, probably. They probably never had that much in their hands. So what do you do to protect yourself? Do you give them, say they say, um, say they say yes to your deal. Do you give them any cash as soon as they sign your contract? Do they get it all at the end after they move out? Or how do you all at the end. that? No, so all when we close. And because here's the thing, when, when they go to the title company and they sign away, and I sign away, it gets wired to them just like the sellers normally would. Like nothing different, right? There's no, no gimmicks there. Uh, however, it, it makes it so even if I let them live in the house for 45 days or 60 days, whatever they negotiate, right? At uh, the point where if they don't leave the house, it's as easy as a three-day eviction because they're not homeowners anymore. They're renters. You know what I mean? And so it's as easy as going to the, I've never had anybody do that to me. They're usually pretty happy because we gave them money and, and a place to, to stay. So they're usually uh, very thankful as opposed to, you know, trying to stick around and be a further deadbeat because we give somebody money and they pay their bills. They're obviously no longer a deadbeat, right? Right, right. If they pay the bills, <laughs> that's the question. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I had incidents about a year ago when I had struck a deal with the seller. I think I gave them a thousand dollars when we signed the contract because they had 
no money. But, um, our power company out here, I don't know if they do this in Texas. Maybe they can't because it's so hot, but this is really interesting. Um, Southern California Edison, I've heard, will shut off people's air conditioning. They'll still have power, they can have lights, but they put some kind of a lock on the air conditioning unit so they can't. In Texas, it probably gets too hot, but in California, most places, you know, in the coastal areas, it's not too bad. And so these poor people had no money for food. They were so desperate. When I gave them $1,000, they immediately went to a fast food place and, and got some food. I, it's, like, it's amazing. They were in a house that was worth $700,000, and they were that desperate. So I gave them a grand, and then I think they were getting 50 grand um, when we closed because I was taking over their loan. And I was like sweating it out, not because I didn't have air conditioning, but because I was afraid they weren't going to leave. Like they were taking all their stuff with them, and they took about an extra 10 days to get out beyond when they said they would. But, I mean, it's, it's risky. So my question to you would be, if they need money to go put down, like, a first month's rent payment and security deposit, do you ever work with them on that or make it payable to a landlord, or you just make them figure that out? I've never had that uh, that issue because the thing is with me, we can close in three days. You know what okay. I mean? Like so, so if you need money today, good. We well, can sign this piece of paper. I'll send it to the title company. They'll hit us back in twenty four hours, and you'll have all the money you want in three days. So, you know, with me, I have the cash, so it's it's like a quick transaction for them. Yeah, and then you give them how long to get out after you close? Usually forty five days. Oh, so they have forty five days. To- days to get out after you close mm-hmm. yeah oh so they mm-hmm. have all the money then yep oh okay i was missing but i own the house but you i own, own the house, house. It's not, yeah it's not an assignment or anything like that i literally bought the house at a title company they got paid the excess money just like a seller normally would on the hud and then we did a le- we do a lease back with them for 45 days okay. and so in that 45 never had anybody not leave but in that 45 days if they don't get out of there, then all I'd have to do is just file a quick eviction notice. It's not a foreclosure process at that point anymore. Yeah, and evictions are quick in Texas compared to California. Lucky for you. <laughs> three days. Three days. Uh, sweet. Is it because people bring guns to out. the eviction? Yeah. <laughs> people bring guns everywhere. This building that I'm in, I'm in a huge office it's full of guns everywhere. There's signs out front that say no guns. I promise you there's guns on every floor in this entire building. <laughs> Okay, I cannot let my husband and sons hear that or they're going to be begging me to move to Texas. Oh, <laughs> not, not so common around here in California. Okay, um, what else do you, can you give us some, some of your past experiences and stories that you could share? Um, I love my listeners to be able to hear success stories of deals, deals that went right and money that you made from it if you're willing to share anything like that. <laughs> Well, you know, we have a, a, a few strategies and uh, like right now I, I got a house that is, we paid 180 for it and we put about another 80 into it. And so we've got, let's say 260 into the deal roughly. And um, I'm refinancing it, pulling all of our cash out of it and going to rent it out for $2,500 a month. So it'll cash flow about 400 bucks a month. Uh, that's like our most recent deal that we're doing. That's why I got to go to the auction and get another house because we just wrapped this one up. Um, before that, we did a deal in Pensacola, Florida, where we paid 117000 and sold the home for, I think, one forty. So we did pretty good there with no work, no rehab, no investment. We just held on to it for 60 days or uh, 
90 days while we waited for the title seasoning. And then we just got somebody that got an FHA loan against it. Yeah, the 90, day, the 90 day anti-flip rule with FHA, gotta love that. I've been so excited mm -hmm. sometimes when I get my contractors to get on it, rehab it fast, and they're like, okay, it only took three weeks to rehab, but now we have to wait out the rest of the three months to sell it. I had one of those just a month or two ago, but yeah you know when when we uh when we have a house that's likely to do fha you know uh we would rather them actually take it take it not necessarily slow but get it done right so yeah. that when they leave they're out of there and they don't nothing's worse than contractors coming back and then coming back again and then coming back again and you clean the house and you have it staged and they come back again and you clean the house and you have it staged again and you make you get rid of their mess and they come back and they got to fix something else it's so annoying you know or, you know, they tell you they're done and then they're like, well, everything but this because you show up at the property and you're like, dude, that's not done. Where's my fence? You know, well, the fence is different. No, I mean, it's, you know. And then you got pictures made and then you realize when you look at the pictures, you're like, hey, man, how come this isn't done? Right? And like, it, yeah, it's a, uh, it, oh, it can be very frustrating. It's like you um, heard my phone conversations in the last week because, yeah, my contract, like, oh, yeah, I got your whole list done. I'm like, okay. Let me get the list out, and I will go item by item of the 20 things, and he had, you know, maybe two-thirds of them were done. When I pressed him on each individual one, did he change the door suite? Well, not that yet, but we'll get to it. Did he, oh, well, not yet, but we'll get to it. So, lesson learned by me that you have to ask item by item. If you can look them in the eyes, even better. <laughs> you can't yeah, leave it up to chance with people. You uh -huh. can't. You know, you just, you just can't, sadly. No one cares as much as you do about your business. Because so. it's just your money. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to get paid whether they finish it in two days or two weeks. It's going to be the same price. They won the bid. And, you know, they're going to bump you. That always happens. They win a bid. That, let's say they bid 5000 And by the time you're done, it's always 5700 or something. You know what I mean? The extra. It never works out the way. I don't think I've ever had a contractor go, hey, congratulations. We came in under budget. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> they don't know those words. They don't. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> under budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, why don't you tell us Oh, uh, budget? I thought you said abundance. I thought you meant we could just spend all the money that we could possibly get our hands on. My bad, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you wanted floors in the house? Oh, oh, that's gonna be extra. Oh yeah. <laughs> you wanted carpet with those pads. I thought that was strange request in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've heard it all. Yeah. 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 Fun times. Fun times. Well, tell us a, a little bit about what you do with um, with your podcast and your training and what you teach other people to do. So, like I mentioned, when I sell my story, I uh, I started out working with loan officers, and I uh, I had some success. A lot of the loan officers I work with are the top originators in the in the country. I still work with a lot of loan officers, and but the real estate agents started coming to me, and they would say, you know, hey, why don't you teach us what you're teaching the loan officers? Because we kind of work with the same people, and I started working with a lot of successful real real estate people. Like uh, if you've ever watched Million Dollar Listing, uh, I've worked with a lot of those guys. And uh, I've worked with uh, some of the people that are uh, Donald Trump's personal, whether you like them or not, personal real estate agents and, and train them. And so uh, it's, it, you know, I've, and then from there, you know, I've got this coaching business. So a lot of small business owners and coaches and stuff started reaching out to me saying, you know, hey, you took this business from, you know, getting out of federal prison and with $25 to your name to, you know, building a, you know, eight figure empire so far. And so 
you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm probably my net worth somewhere around 5 million counting all the assets and stuff that I have. And I literally bankrolled that for the last seven years, or I'm sorry, for the last nine years since I got out of prison with nothing to my name, like I mentioned, my ex-wife left me. So, you know, like people started coming to me and asking for like, sort of like life coaching help and then business help. And, you know, I've been to pretty much every seminar you can think of and everything else. So it's just kind of like it's grown over the years. You know, I've just always continued my education. I spend probably a hundred thousand dollars a year on different events or, or personal mentors. This, this year I spent uh, already 30 grand with uh, Marshall Silver on uh, my sales ability. I still pay other people to learn to become a better salesperson, even though a lot of people say that I'm one of the best, you know, I never, there's always something I can learn from somebody. And, uh, but we run a program called Break Free Academy Entourage. And we've got about 680 something members last time I checked, which was yesterday. And it grows every day. And uh, in that program, we teach people how to run. It's a lot of real estate agents and, and a lot of wholesalers and investors too. And, and we teach people how to run Facebook ads. Uh, without getting kicked off of Facebook or without wasting your money, right? We've got proven templates that you can use, the ad copy, the pictures, like all that stuff's there. So we teach people how to run Facebook ads. We teach people how to market organically uh, on Facebook. We teach people how to use LinkedIn, Instagram. And then we do uh, live coaching a couple times a month. And then my crew does like live uh, tech support uh, once a week. So it's, and then we got newsletters and stuff that come out with it. And then not to bore you with a bunch of the details, but we've basically created this program to where any business owner or salesperson can log in and plug into our network and not only get business from the stuff that they learn and take action with, but from our network too. It's like, say you're, you're a wholesaler, you're going to get in there and say, you know, hey, who in here buys properties below market rate? And everybody's like, dude, I've been working with Ryan. I got all this extra money, dude. I like, I'd spend it somewhere. You know, <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious, you know, because we usually only take people in that make around 150 grand a year or more. So I'm not selling to the masses. I'm selling to a very specific type of personality. And so, because I know I can take somebody from 150 to 1 million over the course of a couple of years, right? Sometimes faster, but I know that if they'll put in the work and stick with me, then I can take somebody from 150 to 1 million. I've done it several times now. And so when somebody that's used to making 150 for the last five years of their life, all of a sudden makes 300 and then they've got another hundred grand laying around after taxes, they're like, dude, what do I do with this? It's like, hey, you should buy stocks. You should buy real estate. You should buy life insurance. You know what I mean? Everything but cars and Rolexes. Do not buy cars. Do not buy a boat. Do not get a Rolex. If I catch you in some red bottom shoes, I'm going to be pissed at you, man. Like, don't start doing stuff like that, right? And and you need to invest your money because money's like people. If a person's sitting on the couch, they're not working, being productive, doing anything for society. It's not contributing. Money's the same way. If it's just sitting in a vault somewhere, sitting in a bank somewhere, it's not working. It's not contributing to society. It's not making a difference. We, we buy and flip houses, man. We help people who, like the couple that buys houses from me, maybe the couple that, you know, maybe the gay couple that nobody would sell to somewhere else, right? Or they didn't want in their neighborhood because I don't discriminate against anybody. It might be uh, the, the different like interracial couple that other people were like weird about or like people that are from a different country. It might be the, the people that just fell in love and it's the first time that they've ever got a house and they're going to raise three kids in that house, man. They're going to make some amazing memories and, and they're going to make their yard look so good that the rest of the people in the neighborhood decide that they got to level up and they've changed the whole face of the neighborhood. You never know, man. It ain't about just making $20,000 from, you know, flipping some house. And, and like I said, maybe ripping somebody off on the negotiation and stuff like that. It's about literally using your dollars to make this huge contribution 
to society or that's the way that I look at it. Cause if I just look at it as money, you know, <clears throat> you can look at a, someone like us that's, that buys and sells houses. Obviously we got some cash, right? Or we wouldn't be buying and selling houses. So you have to find something at some point that's more motivating for you than money. And I'm not a religious person, so I don't believe in a God or I believe that there's something out there, but I'm just like, I don't know what it is. So I'm not willing to vouch for anybody. It's like, I don't vote. Cause I don't really, I'm not like pro Republican or Democrat. I'm not going to take a stance on one side or the other. So I'm just like, I'm atheist. You know what I mean? And so but the reason why I say that is I, there's still got to be this higher power. There's got to be something bigger than me that makes me want to, you know, stop my day, go to an auction. Which I've been to court. I went to prison. You think I want to go to a damn courthouse? You know what I'm saying? But I know what the end result is. And it's not just money. It's the change that I'm bringing about as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love, love, love it. Okay. So that's about your company. And um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. And it's called the THC Podcast, right? Yes, that's for the hardcore closer. You know, we've been doing that thing for a year and we didn't realize this. I smoke pot all the time. And we didn't realize that THC was our initials. Man, I had this company for six damn years and never realized that the company that I set up has the initials THC, right? Just like it never dawned on us. So, uh, but anyway, so we just changed. It was the Hardcore Closer podcast, and we just changed it about a year ago to the THC podcast. It just like rings better with our audience. But uh, so we every week I'm on there, and uh, episodes are usually live by Wednesday or Thursday every week. We're on like number eighty maybe at this point. And uh, you can go to Closer Podcasts with a uh, S at the end, plural, closerpodcast.com. And uh, you can check out all of our episodes. I talk about sales, marketing, motivation. The difference between me and a lot of people is kind of like today, I've given you guys actionable steps that you can actually take to go get the results that you want. That's on my podcast too. It's not, it's not fluff or anything like that. It's like, here's, you know, five, we're the, like, we're the king of five ways to do shit. Like, cause it takes me about 30 minutes to get through five ways. And so like we, every, there's a lot of five ways to do this, five ways to do that, but it's actionable uh, stuff. And th we don't have guests or anything like that on there. It's just me rambling. And uh, I swore that I wasn't going to do uh, a personal podcast anymore. And then I had somebody reach out to me and make me an offer that I couldn't refuse to get back on the air. And now I think I'm going on two years of, of doing that particular podcast, but it's fun. We got it down to a system. I show up, I record, and then it magically turns into everything that it, it turns into thanks to this company. So, uh, but you guys, if you, uh, uh, you should just check it out anyway, right? You listen to one episode, you decide it ain't for you. That's cool. You know what I mean? Leave me a one-star review and a big middle finger. That's all good. But I think what'll happen is that you'll listen to it and you'll be so intrigued that you'll want to listen to more episodes and it'll really draw you in. Cause it's not your, <clears throat> it's not your average, uh, podcast. And we got about, I think last I checked 60,000 people a month downloading it. So it's pretty popular. It seems that That's way anyway. Awesome. And I got to tell you listeners, if you're kind of new to the whole real estate investing scene, I don't think anybody realizes how important sales is in this business because you're constantly selling yourself. Um, if you're not selling yourself to sellers, so you don't have any direct contact with sellers like me, I'm selling myself to realtors and wholesalers of why they should bring me the deal because there's so much competition. So I got to mm -hmm. sell them on why I'm the best buyer that I'm going to perform. I'm going to close. I'm the real deal. I'm not a fake. I'm not standing here with no money like they've been burned before. Sales is a super important, if not one of the most important skills in this business. And you got to get good at it. You got to be good at talking oh, sure. to people. You got to be good at negotiating and you got to be 
excellent at presenting yourself because if you're not, someone else is going to win out over you. So definitely check out Ryan's podcast, guys. He is also generously giving for our free download this week, which you can find at hardhatholly.com forward slash 64. We're on show 64. Um, a free PDF download of his book, Kick Ass, Take Names, Email Addresses, and Phone Numbers. So I think there's going to be, yeah, if you're watching the video, he's holding it up. It is going to be really helpful for you and your business. Ryan, you want to talk a little bit about that real quick? Yeah, so basically the book is uh, like the first I'd probably say the first half of my journey, uh, but from a business standpoint, like what I did, what I learned, how you can set up landing pages and funnels and follow up with people. So it's a, it's a very practical action book that you can, uh, it's like one of those things you read it. It's just like everything else I do. You read it and you do what I tell you to do on there and you make money from it. I love it. And I love that you're a man of action and you tell people to take action. And we're not just talking about have a good feeling and be positive. No, we're telling you what to do. You've got to yeah. talk to people and you've got to make business happen. And then also, um, if you can go to Ryan's site, he is giving away a free book. I'll let you talk about the elevator to the top. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, so like she said, you can get a download of our PDF. If you want, uh, you can get a paperback copy of my best-selling book on sales. It's so weird every time I see it, but it's called, say it, it's uh, elevatortothetop.com, and it's like everything you need to know about sales from day one to retirement. Teach you how to negotiate, how to spend your money, how not to do dumb shit, how to stay away from cookers and cocaine and not get caught up in the Wolf of Wall Street life, like, and a bunch of practical stuff that you can do too, lots of scripts and lots of different, you know, co uh, closing techniques and things of that nature. So it's elevator to the top.com and that's actual paperback copy that you can grab there. And then uh, obviously once you get in, you get the book for free and all that. There's some other stuff that will offer you some opportunities if you're interested to work with us as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. So just to remind you guys, you can go to hardhatholly.com forward slash 64 to get the free PDF of his book, the first one he mentioned. And as I mention every week, if you're just on a phone, you're not someplace you can email, make sure you text uh, the word hardhat. Yeah, we're pretending it's one word, but no spaces. Text hardhat to the number 38470. That's 38470 and I'll get you the download as well as give you um, weekly notifications of when our new podcasts are live. So with that, Ryan, any final words of advice that you have for our listeners? Yeah, you should do what I just talked about earlier in the episode. You should go and, and see if you can buy some from the auction. And if that's not your route, you should go find out who didn't get foreclosed on at the auction and go secure some money and make them an offer they can't refuse. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Ryan. And you guys get out there and take some action. Thanks for having me on, Holly. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show. You can find our show notes at our website, houseflipmasters.com on the podcast page. Also, to get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.